We back. We back. We here. We in that Sears. Oh shit, yo! This is this is my man's. I got a new intro for Scott. Check it out. Yes. <laughs> That's what I was That's suggesting. <laughs> that makes sense. It's my man right there, Grace Scott, my co-host. And yeah, this is a new series or another part of a series, depending on how you look at it, right? It just it just depends. But mm-hmm. so good to be back. We already got a new episode out, which would be the our most anticipated of 2023, where I think uh, Sean of Sean came out and uh, Risk comes out uh, along with us. So, but on this one, uh, we're gonna talk about a 1993 hip hop classic. I think it's a hip hop classic. It has to be. There's so many people in there that are like recording artists. More importantly, there aren't that many <laughs> of these movies in existence. Yes, exactly. Uh, who's the man with starring Dr. Dre and Ed Lover? But yeah, but before we jump into that, uh, how was your week, man? It's good. It's still cold. I hate it. <laughs> Football. I hate that too. Oh. They were more uh, involved like Patrick Mahomes rolled his ankle. You just thought he got shot today. <laughs> got shot. They were all concerned, man. It was fucked up. Oh man. Who won that game? The Chiefs did. Oh, okay, okay. Gotcha. My week wasn't too bad. Been busy, man. Work is crazy. There's always something going on. But other than that, everything's good. And does everyone hate you yet? I'm probably, you know, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure time will tell. But I, I would hope not. I think I'm pretty cool with everybody. So, yeah, that, that was the week. Um, let me kick us into our first. What are you watching of the season? Now play, now play, motion picture, motion picture, now play, now play, motion picture, motion picture, now play, now play, motion picture, motion picture, now play at a motion picture theater near you. What's he watching now? Now playing is our notorious segment where we talk about stuff that we're watching now, like new movies or new shows. So, uh, what are you watching, man? Honestly, the newest thing I saw is The Last of Us and the show with Jeremy Renner, the mayor of Kingstown. Mm. It's in the second season. Okay. And that one is just so dark now. Is it? Yeah, like following a, the results of the last episode, mm-hmm. like everybody's all like got PTSD and shit like that from being involved in violent crime and shit. Mm-hmm. And it's just really dark, dark crimes happening. Like uh, some people may not get around to seeing it. So I'll tell you that this fucking white gang rolls up on a black guy in an IROC and they pin him in with their vehicles and a dude comes running over the top of a truck stands up on top of the IROC and shoots guys down through the fucking sky sunroof, you know, and then lets his bulldog or whatnot, like a pit bull into the sunroof and the dog eats these people. Okay. A little too dark for me, you know? Yeah. That sounds really dark. Uh, I think it's the same creator or showrunner as Yellowstone and Tulsa King. I think it's Taylor Sheridan also, right? Yes, it is. So he definitely probably has a certain style, it seems like, maybe. Uh, with mm, That one's a little maybe. different. You know, that's you think so? You think it... The other one's like, they'll get into murder and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But it's more like a gray area where like self-defense possibly, shit like that. But this was just like showing gang violence. Mm, I think gotcha. it was maybe almost even unrealistic, but I don't know about that <clears throat> shit. I don't follow real gang crime. So I couldn't tell you if anybody's ever <laughs> no. done a move like that before. <laughs> oh, the premise cool. of it is that like the town is funded by the prison industry. It's fictional because there's like mm-hmm. five prisons within like a certain mile radius surrounding the town and everyone that lives in the town works at the prisons. Gotcha. Shit gets out of hand between like 
shit happening in the prison and the fucking gangs on the street. It's too mm-hmm. hard to explain, but it's decent. It's good crime, good crime show. All right. So, any movies? Uh, no. Last last actual movie I watched was Pitch Black with mm. Vin Diesel. Yep. Where can I get eyes like those? Love love Pitch Black. Twenty menthol cools. <laughs> in a deep slam. <laughs> Yo, shout out Jeremy Renner, man. He, I think he went home recently after all that shit he went through. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, watch out. Make sure your shit's in park, man. Because uh, that's some crazy shit. Uh, yeah. Thankfully, he's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he's still alive. So, for me, yeah, Last of Us, saw that. I also saw a little bit of Tulsa King. Uh, my wife wanted to watch it. And that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Stallone doing the old mob guy moving out west and trying to pretty much take over a town. It's pretty interesting to see uh, the way things kind of evolve, you know, in that situation. I mm-hmm. think that's that's what probably the most interesting part of it. The other show I was watching is an older show, actually. And I don't know if a lot of people have heard of it. It's called Louder Milk. It's really funny. It's yeah. like a dark comedy. And that mm-hmm. stars, uh, what's this guy's name from? Ron Livingston. Ron Livingston from Office Space, famously. But he just keeps it real with people, man. It's really funny. Uh, just the dialogue in the show is really funny. Yeah, I've seen all that series. <laughs> uh, and you never mentioned it to me before? What's up, I man? I mentioned it to Oscar. I thought I had mentioned it to everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Ron Livingston, yeah. Milk. he's a former like, like Rolling Stones. Music. Yeah. And now he runs a drug and alcohol rehab. Like you <laughs> yeah. said, he keeps it real. Yeah, it's really funny. Um, How much have you movie, seen? Uh, I'm probably only like maybe quarter of the way through the first season. So I just started it. Yeah. There's some funny yeah. shit in there too. Yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. It's like, uh, it's really funny. It's, it's definitely my style. I, mm-hmm. I dig it. And then movie wise, nothing really new. I think the last film I watched was Bird Box. You know, that Sandra Bullock movie, mm-hmm. Netflix, where you can't see because if you do yeah. see like your demons coming for you or some shit. I don't know. I don't know what they never really gave a good explanation, but Netflix's response to The Quiet Place. Yes. Yes. But it, it's not bad. You know, it's an original idea, I guess, kind of. Yeah. But that's about it. And I was watching Life, which was another one of our films that, uh, you know, we might discuss at some point if we have some time we can cover it that's that's all i've been watching man yeah i know we mentioned all that stuff but i didn't see shit for like a new new shows coming out i feel like it's barely gonna well the last of us is really it it's like kicking off i feel like the this year right it's like the Mm -hmm. big show right now and then i'm sure uh things are gonna start popping up little by little like mandalorian i think is in march and then there's another season of the boys coming out in the summer i think there's going to be, you know, obviously a ton of shows coming out, but, you know, yeah. ones to watch for. All right. Let's uh, kick it into our Blast from the Past pop culture segment real quick. Doc, I'm from the future. I came here in a time machine that you invented. Now I need your help to get back to the year, back to the, back to the, back to the, back to the year. Years 1993. 93 bro mm-hmm. interesting facts Do, uh, you want me to kick it off or you want to go first do it go because i don't have any okay intel introduced the pentium microprocessor the 32-bit microprocessors uh so that was a big deal it was like intel was everywhere like started coming out on commercials and stuff top song that year was dream lover by mariah carey uh, dream lover wow. yeah there you go um movies to watch jurassic park schindler's list sleepless in seattle and free willy i'm sure that there's a porn title in there somewhere uh, called free willy <laughs> <clears throat> fat people fucking <laughs> sony walkman was 29.98 in 1993 you know you know what's surprising? So it says like the price of a Domino's large pizza, two toppings, it was still nine ninety nine in nineteen ninety three. Isn't it cheaper now for like a large, or is it the same price? How much was it? Nine ninety nine 
for a large two topping. I think they only sell mediums at one topping for five dollars these days. That's all I would ever get from there. Okay. 1993 was the first World Trade Center bombing, too, in New York City. So, uh, yeah, that sucks. Rodney King testified in L.A. because the cops violated his civil rights and beat him during his arrest. Mm -hmm. Man, 93 was a crazy year, bro. So much shit happened in 93. It was. Uh, The Waco siege happened in 93 when uh, David Koresh, Branch Davidians. Big pimpin'. Uh, <laughs> big, big, big what? Uh, <laughs> wasn't that like a sex cult where he was screwing the kids and stuff? He was like, uh, I mean, definitely was. I don't know about kids, but he, he had a bunch of wives. I know that. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. they were also underage. A big one was in October that year. River Phoenix died of a drug-induced heart failure on the sidewalk outside the West Hollywood nightclub, the Viper Room. Ninety three. Yeah. Yeah, that's too bad. Famous quotes from that year. I'm not a role model. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Gnarls. Big gnarls. Uh, got milk. What about Grandmama? Larry Johnson as Grandmama. Larry Johnson? I was probably like 95, man. That was a couple years later. Hard to say. Who knows? The truth is out there. That's from the X-Files. That was popular. 94. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to just read this one last one. I, I, it's a scandal. Pepsi ran a contest in the Philippines, which it promised 1 million pesos, roughly $40,000, <laughs> to the person who found the number 349 inside his bottle cap. Pepsi went on to mistakenly print 800,000 winning caps. <laughs> That's fucked up. Do, do the math. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, Holy yeah. shit is right. <laughs> Bill Clinton was president that uh, he was inaugurated in 93, too. So, Was he fucking? Was he I'm already sure he doing? was, man. I'm sure he was. World news. <laughs> Sorry, I got to say this last one. <laughs> Gohan saved the world after defeating Cell in Dragon Ball Z. The battle is over. <laughs> nice. Thank you, son Goku. <laughs> What it says, 93. That's fucking awesome. I'm so, I didn't know we were doing that. <laughs> yet because we've had so many people with us. Yeah, yeah. Stop doing it. Yeah. Uh, well, towards the end of the year, because we were just kind of doing specials and stuff last season. But yeah, man, I, I like doing that. I feel like it's always good. Mm-hmm. Um, 1993, who's the man? World it's Trade Center to... bombing. I, I said that. You did? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Go, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's it. There's nothing. You got them all. <laughs> all right, let's go into the the first wheel names of the season. Today, one of these lucky contestants will win right here on Wheel of Names. Okay. Okay. So, on the wheel, let me uh share the wheel. Because obviously it's only going to be one or two of us. I think it should just be you. Why? I don't think that's fair. Dude, I went to look up fun facts. Put a sun-dried tomato on it. (laughs) Whatever the fuck (laughs) that is. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, All right. So I'm going to spin it. Spin it. Tell me when. Right Right now. (laughs) Oh, shit. You got your wish. I did. My luck hey! is... <laughs> That's a whole week's worth of luck right down the shitter. <laughs> um, all right. I'm gonna need a three, two, one. When you're ready, tell me when you're ready. <sighs> I really haven't thought this through at all. You're ready. Three, two, one. All right, Who's the Man is a 1993 film, a comedy. It features a lot of hip-hop artists from the time, like Salt and Pepper. uh, You know, Naughty by Nature. Stars Ed Lover, Dr. Dre. They work in a barbershop. And the guy that runs the barbershop is a big leader in the community, and he gets murdered because everyone's buying the property up around the area. They got to try to figure it out, so they become cops. And... They try to Three, hunt it down, even though they're two, not detectives, and one, they figure out who does it. Zero. Yeah, I don't know. That was really they bad. Did. 
Nope. Did you mention that they become cops? I did. I said so they decided to become cops, which they didn't. So no, they horrible. didn't want to. <laughs> they didn't want to be cops at all. <laughs> they were made to be police officers for some fucking reason. Oh my god, dude. Yes. So who's the man? 1993. Um, I can mention some of the main players real quick. Yeah, so Ed Lover plays Ed Lover. Dr. Dre plays Dr. Dre, also stars uh Baja Jola as Lionel Douglas. Uh, Cheryl Salt James as Tisha. Ice T mm. is Night Train. Chauncey. Jim, Chauncey. Uh, Jim Moody plays Nick Crawford, uh, the leader in the community. Mm-hmm. And you also had a lot of cameos, man. You had like Bernie Mac, you had Bill Bellamy, Colin Quinn, Dennis Leary, Kurt Loder even came out in there. Vincent Pastore came out in there. The guy Super- from Full Force was in there singing. Yes. Up in the church, he was yes, he was. Um, he, he played a character named 40, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep, kind of hard <laughs> to forget that. Yeah, he's drinking and 40s morning, noon, and night time. <laughs> pretty much, there's even a scene when he's talking to the other members of Full Force. Oh, they were in it, the rest of them were yeah. in it. Yeah, they notice. show up in there. Fab Five Freddy, I mean, pretty much a who's who of hip hop at the time. Karis One, you know, Night by Nature, I mentioned, you know. Fife Dog from Tribe Called Quest was in there. Buster Rhymes was in there in the scene. He was. That shit was funny. Yeah. Look, the internet is not helping, man. I was pissed because I didn't have any fucking (laughs) trivia. (laughs) Last section of Interstate Highway to open in Colorado was I-76 between Pecos Street and I-25 in September of 1993. That's useless information. It's something. (laughs) Yeah, what'd you think, man? Like just kind of a quick summary before we get into like you know going through. Yeah, the movie. I think comedy-wise, it's a little over the top. Leary, mm-hmm. Leary's a little too hyper for me in this one. Mm. But I, I thought that I'd love her and Dr. Dre were actually pretty funny with him. You know, like mm-hmm. when he's grilling him about the donuts, that's fucking mean shit. Yeah. Oh man, it's really funny. Yeah, it's um, it is definitely a timestamp of that era, like of movies that we don't see anymore. Like mm-hmm. where there's a big emphasis on cameos and it's almost like definitely got that vibe of like friends doing something together and they're like, yo, I'm gonna throw you in this, you know, in, in different parts. And obviously I think it's probably because, you know, Ed Lover and Dr. Dre had yo MTV raps and they probably mm-hmm. like, you know, knew all those people and yo, we're going to make a comedy and it's new line mm-hmm. cinema, which is kind of crazy. Right. Yeah. You know, and, um, it seemed to me that those, all the like musical guests, mm-hmm. were all New York based artists. For the and, most part, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool, man. It was, it was, it was, it was just cool to see all that, like, kind of together. And it, yeah, you're right. There's a lot of over the top stuff, but I think it still holds up as a comedy. For the most part, it's still pretty funny. It's not too racy. I don't think it's too racy. Like, you know how some of the stuff we watch and we look back and we're like, yo, some of this shit wouldn't pass anymore. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like it just captures like the city and the vibe and the way everyone talks to each other. And, uh, you know, they're two slackers, dude. They they are. They are almost like the Laurel and Hardy uh, of that era in a way. It's funny. Like the shit they get into. When they did MTV reps, were they... Did they fuck around like that? I know I watched it. I just don't remember. I feel like they always they always had a little bit of like comedy edge to them, you know. Like they they mm-hmm. were they kept it real, but they they had like even in the movie, which is funny. Like the moments when they were serious, you could tell they kind of pulled it off pretty decently. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they always had that little edge of comedy to them. And yeah, there's just so many different exchanges, and the the, the way everything kicks off is they're basically charity barbers, right? Like Nick's trying to help them out in the hood, and he's like, "Yo, he sets them up in the chair at the end." You know, yeah. I actually posted that on our TikTok that scene where the dude, "Yo, can I get a cut?" He comes in, you know, and yeah. uh, they're like, "All the way at the end," you know, and he and, he got the new hammer. You know, he's like, "That's the the new Wesley Snipes," because like Nino Brown from uh, yeah, New Jack City. Terrible dude. <laughs> And they were like telling him, you just got to hold your head at an angle. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) They're going to say, you that big Wesley. Oh, and it's just so funny. 
Bill Bellamy, he's like, damn. And that's like, that's straight out of that era, man. People would say that shit. Yeah, like he something. was famous for that shit. Remember, he, he got into stand-up following that? Yep. Yeah, definitely, man. Him and Bernie Mac. And yeah, so Nick pretty much tells them you guys are slacking. You guys got to do something for, you know, with your lives. And uh, the police are looking for, you know, they're looking to hire in the police, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. And, you know, they didn't want to be cops, but he told them, he gave them pretty much an ultimatum. Uh, you know, you guys aren't going to be able to stay, stay here. I'm going to stop paying you guys unless you go apply. And uh, and you can that, stay here until you get the results of that test. And what he did is he pulled strings downtown and got them in. They thought they would just go in and do abacadabra on the test. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do at the end of the test when you're running out of time. You don't just go in and do it. <laughs> yeah, man. And... Pretty soon, yeah, they're they're they end up, you know, like you said, pull the strings, become cops, and they definitely do not follow any kind of procedure. <laughs> I don't think like organized oh, cops at that, all. That shit was funny when they did the shooting range stuff in the. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> the fucking trainer shot the kid. <laughs> Right off the fucking bed. <laughs> yes. And he says, sometimes there will be civilian casualties. I'm like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> so terrible. And then, no, that scene had me cracking up because every time one of the other like trainees <laughs> will come by and they'll fuck up, he'd be like, get your ass over there on the side. Right. Right. And the we're only ones that were. What he just did. <laughs> yeah. And the, and the only ones that were actually pretty good were Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. They actually. You know, yeah. but they but they walked yeah. in with their guns and their waist. Right. <laughs> they didn't like have them holstered. Yeah. yeah. So dumb, man. And he goes, do it like the police do it. They go, okay. So then they just <laughs> unloaded on one person. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking crazy. Oh. Oh my God. And there the, yeah, there was a moment I think when they were training and Ralph says something like, Do you know? What it means to be a police officer, and then I think Ed Lover's like, like, yeah, you harass black people. Yeah, <laughs> was so dumb, just man. real subtle, just real subtle, and that, yeah, man, those things. Uh, no one takes them seriously either when they first no. show up, like at the barbershop, dressed as cops, and yeah, they're just they like all, cracking on them. They're busting their balls, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and then is that when Dennis Leary gives them like their first assignment? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they got to clean up all the fucking crime in Harlem by 6 p.m. Yeah, by 6 p.m. <laughs> okay. And he's like, yeah, oh, my God. And they gave um, him a busted-ass car. Yeah. You know, I had one match real quick um, about Dennis Leary. That year, <clears throat> just an interesting fact, like, in 93, he also had, he had, like, six movies he came out in, man. And they're all, like, like I think pretty solid. He came out. In the Sandlot, he came out in Loaded Weapon. He came out in Demolition Man. Came out in Judgment Night. Uh, came out in No Cure for Cancer, which was his like stand-up special. And then he came out in this movie, Who's a Man? It's crazy. Wow. Like that's a like that that's is all a, his movies. It, I know, but I mean, they're all pretty solid choices to make. Like yeah. if you think about it, a career choices, and all mm-hmm. in one year, uh, it's kind of crazy, man. I don't know if anyone's. I can't think of another actor that's had that, you know. The likeness of Bruce Willis has done twelve movies in a <laughs> span. Well, I mean, I, I know. I, and this, like, as far as quality wise, I would yeah. say you know those are decent. They're not like not one bad in the bunch. I would say, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, there's the actors for our age yeah. group that was like those were the hit movies. Those were the huge movies. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So. His booking agent was knocking out of the park that year. I think Judgment Night might have been the movie wherever last dropped the end bomb. It wasn't this one. It was in Judgment Night. He played one of Leary's lackeys. Was he in there? I, mm-hmm. I, have, I need to see that, man. It's been a minute He's since I've seen it. Says, Lucy, you got some splaining to do. Oh, man. For no reason. But that's For no him. reason. Yep. Um, And then Colin Quinn. He's like mm-hmm. the guy that runs the numbers. Uh, he he's like their boy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> he's got a stand so, background, doesn't he? At the time. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He definitely does. So needless to say, 
I think this is also when after they leave the barbershop and they kind of see Nick, you know, and Nick is kind of proud of them and stuff and they're doing like their patrols. Nick is with uh, that Lorenzo guy, right? Not not the Lorenzo, Lionel. Lionel. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to make him sell the barbershop because they want the property and stuff. Right. Because um, he works for Mr. Demetrius. Mr. Demetrius, who looks just like a sleazeball. He does. Yeah. He looks like a porno villain. Yeah, he looks like the worst. Like, just, you don't like him. They cast him well. They did. Um, He looks like his body's twisted by dark magics. (laughs) Dark magics? Fucking weird magics. Multiple sources of dark magic. He tried it all. (laughs) Oh, man. Kind of going forward a little bit, you know, Nick gets got. Ed and Dr. Dre are kind of coming around doing their patrol and they see it blow up, right? They see the barbershop blow up. But before it blows up, you see him on the floor bleeding. So, you know, something kind of fall play there. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, they had that funeral scene and everything. And then Lionel tells them, you know, they he left them the barbershop and, you know, that something didn't seem right, like everything that was happening. So that's when they kind of start doing their whole, like, detective-like work that they're not supposed to be doing. Yeah, so then they they got busted down, and then they find out Gryle's got a promotion for no fucking reason. <laughs> you know so what's funny? Down. Yeah. No, I was going to say, there's a scene where Dennis Leary gives them their assignment to guard the mafia dude, the hospital. Yeah. Yep. And they basically deputize Colin Quinn to uh, take over their job as cops at the hospital, which is really funny to me. I was like, they don't give a fuck. <laughs> You get They're fucking not. fired so quick for that shit, dude. Like, who would do that, man? They did not, they're like, yeah, they're like, yo, come here and act like you're a cop. <laughs> Pretty much. And he's cool with it. Yeah. That's prison time, I think. For the fucking crazy. person pretending to be a police officer. That's what makes it funny. Yeah. No, and and that's when they just kind of start dude going in the off hospital, on their own. Have you ever watched Sopranos? Yeah. The guy yeah, in the bed, it's Big Pussy from Soprano. Yeah, that's what they call him, yeah. I hate that fucking name. It's so <laughs> stupid, dude. Yeah. Start trying to investigate to see what happened. and Because I they think... find a gun when they go to start cleaning up, they find a the German gun. Oh, so you're right. They start asking around town, what's with these guns? Yeah, that's right. And then what's-his-name tries to mislead them towards Chauncey Night Train, and then Chauncey Night Train gives up Lionel, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what the significance of Lionel was. Because at one point, I'm like, why are they chasing this guy when they do see Lionel on the street? No, it was Lorenzo. Lorenzo, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Lionel. Who's Lionel? Lionel's the older dude that was yeah. his friend. He's the and one then... that put him on to Night Train. Right. And then Night Train gave them a dress. And then... Which was no fake. One was, it was a fake address. And then they found out where he lived, and then they found him dead. And then... Who was it? Who was it that mentioned Lorenzo? I'm trying to figure out that part. Was that a gap in like the no, plot? Chauncey gave him a name and an address, but then it was the wrong address. Okay. Lorenzo was played by Guru from uh, the, the rap group Gangstar, the one that they chased on the, over the highway and the high bridge and everything. Yeah. Um, and he's the one that told them about the warehouse with the guns. Yeah. Colin Quinn shot the gun out of his hand. That's fake. That was crazy. Yeah. What a shot. From up at the top of the the freaking highway uh, bypass. That was crazy. But you know what I am curious about? I wonder if I know. I think it was all filmed in New York. And I know a lot of it was supposed to take like in the movie. It's supposed to be in Harlem and stuff. Um, I wonder like if we had someone on that would know like any of those locations, you know. Um, Didn't Jeff say he knows the area? No, he, he knew a different. He was I think he knew more of like. Um, the Bronx and like I think like Jackson Heights and stuff like that. One thing I skipped over was the scene with where Colin Quinn kind of dips and leaves the mafia guy by himself and he gets shot and then Dennis Leary kind of goes in on them when they go back he's like you had one job, one job to do, one job to do and he was like he fucking loses it that that, yeah. that scene was really funny that's the one that I was, it was too much for me it was like I bam, think bam, he bam. hit them with the fucking stick at some point I thought it was funny how we just mispronouncing their names and how he was uh, telling Dre, you know, he's like, I'm going to be King Cooper today. So I want you to yeah. call me King Cooper. King Cooper. And uh, 
and Ed Lover, can Cooper, can I go get some donuts? <laughs> right. Right away, he's just getting away from the situation. Kind of foreshadowing in the movie. And I didn't realize it till now, watching it again. Because it's been a minute since I've seen it. But there is a scene when they're watching the Beverly Hillbillies and they're talking about striking oil. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? I never noticed that before. Yeah, I remember that scene because he goes, there's Jethro, I hate that motherfucker. <laughs> it's like that's a pretty fucking like you're down in the dumps if you're sitting at home watching fucking Beverly Hillbillies dude yeah man it was rough it seemed like they were in a rough spot so like what are some of the I know I don't want to go through the whole thing but we kind of juxtaposed a little bit to you know some of our favorite scenes in the movies and I know we're kind of leading towards what really is happening which is like Nick kind of got betrayed by his old friend and his old friends working for the guy buying up all the properties in the city and mm-hmm. he's the one behind the guns coming in it's kind of like the the gist of the like the main story that uh dr Dre and ed lover eventually discover you know who's the one behind everything yeah then they throw in a couple of those cameos like I think tons the bust of rhymes one is the like most memorable but they yeah. bring flavor flavor in and it's like Oh, that was funny. They go, hey, Flavor. He goes, help me, that lover. He goes, I can't do nothing. Pal. Nothing for you. <laughs> that was stupid. Yeah. I that was that so song. stupid. Yeah, man. Public enemy. Yeah, and Naughty by Nature, man. That that one sticks out to me, too. Mm-hmm. They were they were performing Hip Hop Array. Like, you know, that was a, a hit back in the day. Yeah. And that was like one of the first things they were like, when Nick was telling them to go apply, they were like, no, we're going to be nightclub managers. And they kind of showed them what happened. Like, yeah. He's like, that's oh, I don't know, boys. That's a dangerous, that's a dangerous spot, right? Yeah. And they um they made a ton of money, but they didn't have no security, <laughs> so yeah. they got robbed. Yeah, I mean, basically they were. I mean, they had naughty by nature playing for them. Mm-hmm. They were nightclub promoters. Yeah. And uh, one one little funny scene there was when Bill Bellamy and Bernie Mac take over the door, and he's like, "Yo, we're charging ten dollars." He's like, "All right, all right, we got it, we got it." They're like 20, which is 20. <laughs> they start like charging over yeah, to make he goes, money. 15. He goes, no, no, 20. <laughs> He's like, no skimming. I got one thing in my notes. What's has to do with Tisha's fashion show. Yeah. And the crates that the guns are being fucking brought in on. Okay. One, Queen Latifah was working back there with her. Right. Really yeah. small cameo. Yep. In the fabric, they were discussing this new fabric, that shiny pleather shit. That's the kind mm-hmm. of piss clothes I was talking about back when we were talking on uh, Trading Places. Uh-huh. I was pretty sure that the lady in Trading Places... I, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Jamie Lee Curtis had a piss clothes suit made out of the same material that they were showing off and Tisha's fashion show was all about <laughs> making <brain>, basically. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> so you're, you're saying same, it's, it's the same material? Yeah, it was like that's a shiny material. It's like pleather, but plastic. Right. I didn't even think about that. Yep, that may be one for the cutting room floor, Caesar. <laughs> <laughs> Just say, "Kiss my ass." <laughs> Kiss my... <laughs> Uh, and then another one, the same scene. Mm-hmm. Heavy mm-hmm. D was in this movie. Yes. Yes, he was. He had speaking parts and everything. They felt bad because he got left out of a fucking house party. Because he's more <laughs> along that line of rap, like fluorescent yeah. dance. The girls were uh, like dissing him too. And he was like checking his breath. He's like, does my breath stink? It must. <laughs> you know what's funny is that when I was watching Life, Heavy D comes out right at the beginning. Shout out Heavy oh, D. Yeah, that's right. Rest in peace, man. Oh, he is. Yeah. I don't mean to make fun of them then. <laughs> no, man. No, but there's chock full of cameos, man. You mean like uh, Karis one comes out as he's he's one of like the people there with iced tea when they're like around the fire. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and like we said, Guru was the guy that played by he played Lorenzo running away. He's a famous rapper. Uh, Fab Five Freddy. He was the cab like the cab driver calling the hose yeah. over. Fab Five Freddy used to do shit during Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, dude. Out there running hoes. <laughs> He's like, hey, baby, come here. Go show him a good time. Go rock his world. That was the saying back then. Yes. Go rock his world. 
there was put a sun-dried tomato on it. I'm going to rock your world. In the credits, who the fuck was Stretch? You ever heard of Stretch? I think Stretch is, I don't know. No, I don't know if they meant like Stretch, like from Stretch and Bobito. He's a DJ. Um, yeah. Like the radio station in New York. So I don't know if that's who it was, but I, I don't remember really seeing him in the movie. Duff was in there too. Uh, Duff from MTV. She was one of the uh, VJs back in the day. Yeah. Kid Capri. Five, Kid, was he? No, was he in there? On the radio. That's right. Fife Dog from Tribe Called Quest was in there. Crisscross, that cameo too. Yeah. As kids. They tried, they tried to like, shove those guys. Yeah, they did. Were you into Crisscross? I think everybody I knew was. I mean, as a kid, yeah, who wasn't, man? Be Real from Cypress Hill was in there. He was in yeah. there when uh, they were doing the test. Come on now. I want to know if you ever put your baseball shirt on backwards. Oh, no. No, no, I never did. That's good. Never did. That's just, I don't know how you would do that. You button it up first. That's why it was so big. <laughs> but there were so many, man. There's just so many like people in the movie. And Pepper, I think, comes out. And that's one of the running gags. She plays Sharice and she slaps Ed Lover. Like Ed Lover's always lying about all the women he's sleeping with throughout the movie. Yeah. So they walk up to him and slap the shit out of him uh, uh-huh. every time. And he's like, damn. She came up and faked it out like she was stretching and then she cold cocked him. And he's like, damn, she hit the band-aid and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was funny. I think but, the most memorable part of the movie really is when they get the car souped up. Really? Mm-hmm. So yeah, they take they take the, the crappy cop car, right? Yep. Uh, they take it to get uh get fixed up, and then aren't they driving it later on? And like it's hitting hydraulics and everything. It looks like it's a totally different fucking car, almost. Yeah, yeah, it like does. It's a different model and everything, and they've mm-hmm. got hydraulics, and then everybody's dancing down the street with them. It's just <laughs> so stupid. fucking stupid and fake. <laughs> <laughs> the white cops are trying to respond to a call and they hit the fucking hydraulics they're in the street fucking dancing anyway like there they go yeah everybody's dancing i feel like to me the the parts the parts i remember the most in the movie are probably like the the barbershop parts and i, I feel like some of those scenes and i don't know if like honestly i don't know if there's a brainchild to the barbershop movie later on you know mm-hmm. um or like you know, they take like the whole essence of the barbershop from like coming to America, like that whole part, yeah. just the comedy and the characters inside a barbershop. It just lends itself well to I feel like any comedy, you know, there's always going to be some jokers in there, it seems like. And that's that's probably some of the parts that I, I remember, like even at the end when they like, you know, obviously we come full circle, you know, they, they end up finding out there's oil under the barbershop and mm-hmm. they fix it up and. You know, they're they're doing haircuts and shit for everybody and everyone doesn't yeah. care. They're just getting the fucked up haircuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dr. Drake, I love it. He told me I got to do him or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Those were really uh, nasty looking haircuts. Yeah, they were really bad. But I feel like those are some of the memorable scenes in there and just the cameos. So it's almost like, you know, that and then the music of the time. Like the fucking new Wesley Snipes haircut is the funniest shit. Oh, my God. That I know was hilarious, man. Yeah, man, that one that one cracks me up the most. Like even now, still, because he's like, "You got that new Wesley Snipes, New Jack City Part six. Like he's <laughs> so dumb, dude. Yeah, but like we said earlier, Bill Bellamy saying, "Damn!" and then he slaps Bernie Mac's hand. He's like, "I want to let them cut my grass," and yeah. uh, and some other dude comes up next to the guy looking in the mirror. And he's like, "Oh shit!" Like you know, it's just like they're busting on him really bad. Yeah, they were. Bernie Mac but, was a great comedian. He was, man. He was. I ain't afraid of your ass. Mm-hmm. I ain't afraid of you. Did he just say, I ain't afraid of you? I think he said, I ain't afraid of you. Yeah. Fucking hyper, man. Yeah, it was funny, man. He passed too soon. Other than that, I mean, I think part of the allure of it is just seeing all those artists at like probably what was their height of their careers at that time. Um, you know, mm-hmm. super popular. That's kind of like when that genre, like even the, the the theme song was sung by, you know, House of Pain, that Who's the Man theme song. Yeah. And it's like a really memorable hip hop like beat, you know. Yeah, it is. Um, pretty dope. I, I still think it's kind of a cool time capsule. Yeah, I don't want to sound dumb, but I'm surprised that they allowed the white guys song to be used as the theme song for the movie. Mm-hmm. And they didn't rag on the gay guy in the fucking barbershop. 
for being gay. They, they didn't. Like, Don't touch me like that, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There was a scene that was funny with him. He's like, ooh, yeah. He said something. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> fucking aggressive when they came in, <laughs> in the uniforms. And they're like, yeah. okay, man. All right. Get off. He's like, I love a man in uniform. And then uh, and one other scene with him when he was at the at the design show, at the model show, um, at the runway show for Tisha. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you see Demetrius in there? He's like, yeah, he's over there in that nice cream color suit. <laughs> like he was talking about what he was wearing and shit. Uh, yeah, it was funny. He had his um, eye on him. Yeah. But yeah, man, it's 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 a pretty solid flick, to be honest. I feel like as far as a comedy, too, of the time. Yeah, good comedians. At, like, I can't remember when Bernie Mac's stand-up was, where mm-hmm. he said that, but I'm sure he had already been famous at, at that point. Dennis yeah. Leary, like you said, that, that was probably the biggest stand-up to me after Eddie Murphy mm-hmm. Raw was that No Cure for Cancer. Wow. That is a good one, man. That it is. is. A really good one. I think that's it, man. Like The only other thing I will say is, to me, surprisingly, the climactic scene where Ed Lover catches Lionel yeah. in the house, and he's being serious. He's not being, like, he's not joking at all. I felt like that that was really pretty solid acting chops from Ed Lover. Like, I, I'm, I'm surprised mm-hmm. he didn't continue to do more acting, you know? Like with that scene alone, I'm like, this dude could act. Honestly, like I know, I know there's a lot of comedy and a lot of throwaway lines and stuff like that, jokes and everything. But that scene, like, it was really serious when he was confronting Lionel and, and why he did what he did. Um, you know, it was true. That Lionel seemed like he was one of the few straight up actor actors in the movie. Yeah, definitely. So he probably, you know, they wanted to do it good. Yeah, that's true. That, that, that's true. It wore off on him. Yeah, definitely, man. Cool. Do they, Let's know. Do they continue to do like radio and stuff? I think they still have a radio show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know Dr. Dre lost his vision in October of 2019. Oh. And he lost a leg in 2020 due to complications because he's got type 2 diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. That sucks. Yes, it does. Let me tell you. Shit is not fun. If we could somehow harness this lightning, channel it into the flux capacitor just might work we're sending you back to the future okay all right all right all right all right 2023 are there any comedies like this is there anything like this i I can't think of anything they don't just they don't there's no way this would happen anymore right not really no i can't think of anything where there's been this many people you know like from the specific genre of music in one movie yeah i I just licensing people wanting to get paid for everything Mm -hmm. there's no i just i just i don't know i don't even know if that would be possible anymore those couldn't have all been like (laughs) i don't know if a record label has shit to do with anything about like appearance in a film contract wise they couldn't have all been on the same no no way no way It, it was it, it was one of those things that probably any publicist at the time would be like, it's good to get your artist on a movie of this kind, mm-hmm. you know? So obviously some people had bigger parts than others, but like, you know, cameos, maybe it's easier to get away with that and not have to pay as much depending on who they were. Yeah. Some people would have just been like, I'll do it for free. Yeah. 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 I don't, I don't, I don't see anything obviously now there's buddy cop movies. But mm-hmm. I don't know. There's definitely none like this with, you know, this many famous artists in it, musical artists. So it's, yeah, it's kind of special in that way. The slacker element. Yes. Which is hard to pull off sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. So, yeah, man. I mean, it's it's kind of one of a kind. Uh, the, the only other one. And, no, it's and, and, no, I, I can't even really compare it. But like like the slacker element might be like cop out or let's be cops um mm-hmm. that's i was thinking know. of it let's be cops is that the one with damon wayne's kid yes yeah, yeah. so like they have that slacker element you know mm-hmm. 21 jump street a little bit it's just yeah. they don't they don't definitely don't i mean ice cubes in that but you know there's no other famous you know recording artists in it like that right did they have richard Grieco was in that one too right him and johnny depp they were still at it were they they were 
Yeah, it was the two of them. They were a cameo. What was it? Was Johnny Depp and the other guy? I, I don't know his name. Um, the other guy, sure it was guy. Rico. I can't or his name. The Japanese guy. No, the other big dude. Oh, uh, Penhall. Yeah, it's Peter Deloise's kid, or he's Peter Dom Deloise's kid. I could have sworn it was Johnny Depp and Richard Grieco. That's nowhere near as huge of a fucking cameo. Yeah, Johnny Depp's pretty big. Yeah, it's Johnny Depp and Peter Deloise. Yeah. Oh, it was. Yeah. Good one, man. Good pull. But yeah, like I like I, I said, I don't think there's anything like this nowadays. Um, mm-hmm. Cameo wise, I don't think it would deliver. But that's another reason why I'm really looking forward to if they ever get that Quantum and Woody made into mm-hmm. a TV series or even just a movie of it, a series of movies, because they have that, like, Quantum is like, he wants to be a serious superhero. He's got military background, mm-hmm. and Woody's like a con artist, slacker, and then they both get superpowers from a freak science experiment. Mm-hmm. That yeah. could be really good. And they're yeah. forced to work together because it's like Quantum entanglement. Mm-hmm. They have to make contact once a day otherwise it'll explode or some shit like that oh shit just some silly shit so they can't be away from each other from too, for too long that um I, that would be dope man it kind of reminds me of chrononauts too where like oh yeah you know there's one that's kind of serious takes it serious and one that's like ah you know let's fucking tear up the fucking past you know just yeah, do whatever so yeah that that's another one that you know i would i would love to see but i don't know if it would ever happen um Movie-wise, I think you could do that. Yeah, it would be cool. I don't think I I don't even really want to go into a recast because again, like I don't think that it would be possible to mm-hmm. like see something like this done just because there's no way you're gonna get like all yeah. the artists are so different nowadays. It's like, you know, you have trap music and rap and hip hop and you know, everything is like become subgenres of itself. It's not like hip hop anymore. Unless yeah. you were to get like all those original old hip hop artists together, maybe something like that. But mm-hmm. even then, man, it's like who's who's paying for this to happen nowadays? Uh, MTV is not around anymore, and uh, they don't got like that pool, you know. Hey, they're so. still they're associated with all that shit on Paramount Network. Yeah, they play the MTV logo when before Yellowstone, Tulsa King, all that. Yeah. So they still exist as an entity of some nature. Yeah, I think they do. I still, as far as production wise, I still, I still think they, they lend that out a lot. Like they'll pay and back a lot of productions. I think, you know, like if they were to redo Police Academy, Mm -hmm. you would have to get a cast of like big time celebrities from like all over, you know, like Shaq, obviously you got to see Shaq as like a high tower type. Mm -hmm. I think that work perfectly you know get ice cube and ice tea in there because they always play cops kevin hart i know you've mentioned that he would fit in a yeah i don't i feel like if you're gonna remake police academy i feel like it would be um i don't know i feel like you have to have a couple of the original ones in there and like kind of new up and coming like maybe some younger comedians from like even snl or somewhere else you know kind of get them in there um that might work better just because i feel like there might be a little fatigue like with kevin hart now like viewer fatigue like he comes out in so much stuff true um so as far as like if you want it to be you know a little different a little successful but kind of still grasp that nostalgia factor a little bit like you bring back you know steve gutenberg and you you know you try to bring back like you know some of those people like make him the commandant you know what i mean like at the academy or some shit like that that would be cool that would be cool if they did something like that. Um, yeah. So, What was it that was made recently? Oh, the Christmas story. The way they did the Christmas story. Yeah. Yeah. They brought everybody back. It's like yep. all or nothing, you know? Yeah. And I think it worked pretty good, man. Yeah. I dug it. But uh, I think that's it, man. That's all I got for Who's the Man. That's all I brought was piss clothes. Piss clothes. Mm-hmm. Piss on piss on piss. piss. I didn't make a long enough note on it and I fucked it up. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I mentioned a little bit, a couple of little interesting trivia things in there. Um, You did the Goku one was the most important to me. (laughs) The majority of the cast and the rapper cameos featured throughout the film were from people who appeared on MTV. 
Mm-hmm. Ted Demi, the director, had worked with MTV in the past, and that's why he was able to get many cast members, including Dennis Leary, Karen Duffy, Ken Ober, and many others to do cameos. So that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And one other cameo in there I forgot to mention. Run DMC. They play the detectives that tell and Dr. Dre and Ed Lover to go home and uh, to get out of there. So if you pay attention, it's Jam Master J and Run. Oh, yeah. Playing the detectives and shit. So that was cool. And then he, when he's getting in the car, he's like, those guys look like Run DMC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, all right, man. I think that does it. But who's the man with the master plan? Who is the man? With the master plan. Who's the man? With the master plan. fade out with that anyway sounds like delicious dish delicious peace hasta luego